Chicago Bears podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. (laughs) Hi, Mom. (laughs) Right on. Third and final interview of the night, man. Uh, Here again, of course, at closed sessions. and Soundscape Studios uh, office studio space here in Chicago. Final guest of the night, and again, uh, for the third time tonight, a guest we have not had on yet, but who I have been aware of your work, and again, in the back of my head, thinking, like, that's an, I always have this mental checklist of, like, that person's doing stuff. we got to have him on the podcast sometimes. And sometimes it's like, okay, we get him on a week later, and other times, like, man, how have we not had Owen yeah. Bones on? Uh, Owen Bones, man, welcome to Dynasty Podcast, man. Thank, Thank you, you so for having for coming me. Up. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Um, so you are a DJ producer. You do a whole bunch of stuff. And again, I always kind of open with like, give us some background on how you got started in your creative craft. When did that start for you? How did it happen? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm born and raised in Chicago. I went to Chicago Public Schools and met a lot of creative people there. And uh, I've been playing drums for a long time. Um, I made bandmates in middle school, and I played in a band called Give Back that some people watching may know of um, <laughs> for a long time. Uh, and yeah, probably uh, I've been trying to teach myself Ableton for seven years now, I would say. And uh, yeah, about four years ago, I started taking production electronic music very seriously, and here I am. There you are. Uh, so you, you've been doing the electronic music thing for about four years, you said. What was it about that? that drew you in, you know, if you started on drums, um, you know, which some purists are going to be like, well, you know, drums is a real instrument. DJs aren't real musicians. Like what was it about, you know, doing the more digital side of things that brought you over from playing like a more tactile? Yeah. Uh, just expressing myself, I'd say. I mean, I've always liked electronic music. I would say that I was one of the earlier people in my friend group that was listening to electronic music or just house music, Daft Punk, whatever, you know, when we were very young. And uh, I don't know, I, I played drums while I was working on electronic music, and I just found that it was a good way to express myself. And I could articulate ideas that I would be unable to just with a drum kit. Do you incorporate any of your live drumming into your electronic sets, like into your DJing? Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about the EPs and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I'm definitely working on it. It hasn't quite been implemented into my live show yet, but I have a pretty robust live performance, and I'm trying to get as far away from DJing as possible with my live stuff. Uh, and the next iteration of my live show will have some percussive elements in it that I don't want to talk about yet because the technology may fall through. But yes, <laughs> I'm working on it, yeah. Right on. Uh, we're going to talk about your new EP in a second, but let's look at last year. 2015, you released uh, the Sabotage EP. Yes. Was that your first EP release or? No, I, well, I mean, it, it gets into a bit of a semantic discussion about what constitutes an EP versus a mixtape versus an album. I had released sure. a lot of stuff in the past and uh, most of it I scrubbed from the internet because. I was going to say, I didn't you know. see much more other than this, <laughs> yeah. but I do know that move where artists are like, they're finding their footing, they're getting themselves set yeah. up and then they're like, oh wait, that, that stuff doesn't count. Yeah. Over. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely still out there. You can find it, but, uh, yeah, the sabotage EP, I had one before called the headspin EP. Mm-hmm. That was sort of my first foray into just putting music out saying, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm, I'm doing this, but the sabotage EP was definitely my first serious attempt at putting together a semi-cohesive body of work. I would say. What did you learn from those experiences with those early EPs that you 
brought forward into doing what you're doing now? Like, what did you take away and think like, okay, that works, that doesn't work? Yeah, um, I would say the thing at the forefront of my mind that I was just talking about with some friends earlier today was it takes a long time to be dope. It takes a long time to be good at your craft. And uh, I've never really been trying to make um, music that fits in a niche that currently exists. Like, I'm not just trying to make hip-hop beats or I'm not trying to make house music or something. I, um, I've been told that I have a, a unique voice to my music and it's taken me a very long time to get that to a point where I like it myself. And so it sort of taught me that I need to take my time. I need to be patient to say what I want to say. Well, no, I mean, dude, I, I absolutely agree. And you have this new EP, uh, the Surrender EP, that is not, it's not out yet, right? Not yet. As of the at end of January, beginning of February, where we are right now tonight, um, but it's, it's like kind of hovering, right? Yeah, February. Uh, the music starts dropping in February. Um, the first single should be February 8th, I believe. Right on. And the whole thing will be out by the end of February. So listening to that, you know, you're talking about like not fitting into one genre or one sound. It's like that record's definitely got, it has some pop sensibilities. I don't mean pop like Katy Perry pop, but it's yeah. like it's got some melodicism and there's like guitar on the first track is that digital <laughs> yeah. or is that real guitar no that's real guitar it's played by a man who goes by my who is a very talented guitar player he calls himself the king of shred and i would have to agree <laughs> but i mean it's it's crazy catchy like Thank it, you. it's super super Thank catchy you. super hooky and earwormy and again like i think that there would be electronic purists who'd be like oh that's, that's too oh, yeah. poppy you know so again <laughs> like i can see what you mean about not trying to fit into one specific idea. Yeah. Um, I definitely, really the only goal with, with this EP, the reason it's called the Surrender EP is because I essentially gave into all of my creative inhibitions. I don't really do um, much collaborative work, not because I don't like anyone, just because I find I have a hard time doing it. I'm working on my own personal voice. And each song on this EP has a feature on it, which was sort of uh, a, a big step for me. And also, I think the reason it sounds the way it does is because I've been trying to produce music for a live environment um, that I can actually perform and not just play on turntables, which is something that's become very important to me. So I think that's sort of why it sounds the way it does. So what would be like an ideal venue for you to perform at if you're not just trying to be... Uh, you know, just a DJ. And I don't say that dismissively oh, yeah, DJs, of course. Yeah. but like it, it sounds like maybe the mid isn't necessarily what you're aiming for. Are you aiming for more like a Shubas type thing or, or are you telling um, me? Yeah, well, it's sort of, it's split recently. I do enjoy DJing. I, I like to DJ when I get the opportunity. You know, I still have DJ sets and um, that lives in club environments. You know, like you said, the mid primary um, right. East Room. And, uh, you know, I, I don't play a lot of my own music there, honestly, because a lot of my own music doesn't fit with DJ sensibilities. Um, and what I'm working on now is sort of performing on stages, you know, opening for um, people that are not necessarily DJs, like places like Concord and Lincoln mm -hmm. Hall and, you know, Shubas, I suppose, to an I, extent. Like venues that are a little bit more versatile, which, yeah. again, nothing against, like, the mid or anything oh, like yeah, that. Oh, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. But they're, they're centered around one thing, and yeah. they do that really well. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, like a shoe bus in Lincoln Hall could be any number yeah. of things. Yeah, my live show is definitely a show, an audiovisual experience that doesn't necessarily work behind a DJ booth. And we're going to talk about the visual side of things because that's really interesting, too. Um, 
But, you know, you do have these features on the new Surrender EP that's going to be dropping um, in February, you said. Yeah. So you have, like, Mick Jenkins, you have Thirsty. Like, talk about some of the collaborators you brought on um, and kind of why you selected these people. Yeah, well, it, it sort of is a spectrum, a bit of a spectrum. Some of the guys on the EP um, I just knew in person and I had met and I liked their music, uh, namely Thirsty. I met him a little while ago and we just sort of hit it off. I like his musical sensibilities. And that's a, like kind of up-and-coming Chicago producer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chaz, yeah, Chaz wears many different hats, and he wears them well. And he's a very talented producer, very talented vocalist. So, you know, I just wanted to have him on a record. And but then on the other side of that, like, Mick Jenkins yeah. is not, like, the come-up <laughs> kid anymore. Yeah. He's, he's established, you know? Yeah. I mean, the other guys I just sort of solicited. I mean, even my own, you know, he... Uh, we were familiar with each other's work. I think we follow each other on Twitter and stuff. And um, I just sort of... Sent him a DM. And I was like, "Hey, man, you know, sliding wanna... his DM. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's and how he, it happens. You know, and, and these guys only respond if they like my work. I'm, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to solicit them or anything. But uh, with with Kevin Abstract and Mick, uh, you know, Mick, he sort of just tweeted that he was doing features, and I got to talking to him, and um, you know, said more or less. I, re- I only want to work with you if this is a song that you like. If you like this beat, you know, then we can go forward. And, and he dug it. Yeah, he, he actually didn't know, realize that I was the producer because I was doing all the A&R for this and I was like sending a bunch of emails and he, you know, I had to follow up with him a couple times and he eventually listened to the beat and he was like, oh, this is dope. Who made this? And I was like, I, I made it. It's, it's me. You're doing a lot of, you know, we were just talking to, uh, to Chris Crack and Vic Spencer before you about the DIY thing. Yeah, and and keeping a small team or or doing a lot of the things yourself, and it sounds like that's what you're doing too. Where like, I mean, you and I set up this interview ourselves just through Facebook, right? But it sounds like you are managing a lot of aspects of your career yourself. Is that fair? Yeah, I'm pretty used to doing almost all of it. I mean, I I, mostly because I'm a perfectionist to a fault, and I want most control over (laughs) most of my own stuff, like all the visuals and. You know, all, all of that sort of stuff. But I did recently take on a, uh, a manager. Like, I have a, I have a day-to-day manager named Josh who's very helpful. And, you know, it's just sort of trying to get to the next level, trying to... There, there's only so much stuff I can do or have the mental space to keep track of in a day, so... But you know what? Like, so I teach at Columbia, and I do a lot of, like, panels and workshops and all these kind of things. And, and that's something that I talk about. And I also hear from other music managers is that's, that's what managers are looking for. They're looking for these artists that have done as much of the work as they can independently... And then the art, the manager shows up. There's a great foundation built, and then they take it to the next level. Managers are not looking for the artist. It's like, well, I haven't done shit, yeah, so yeah. get to work. Right? They don't want to work with that guy. They yeah. want to work with the guy that knows how to set up the features themselves and knows Ableton that like is working on their setup. And then they show up and they're like, oh, cool, you're doing stuff. Right. Right. Let's build it up. Yeah. Yeah. Something else that you have going for you that's really crazy interesting is you have this like interactive visual component yeah. to your work. Uh, people can see that if like a small sample of that if they go to your website. But yes. talk about the visual side of things that complements your audio work. Yeah, well, uh, it's kind of crazy, really. It's just sort of a, a DIY project, an idea I had randomly um, in class before I decided to drop out of school. And uh, I don't know, I, I just... I, I was feeling particularly burnt out on DJing. I was feeling frustrated about, um, you know, kind of like I described earlier. I know that most of my music doesn't work in a in a DJ environment, and I was just feeling frustrated about how to translate that because coming from a uh, more performative background, again, no knocks against DJing. It's just not right. particularly fulfilling to me in, in terms of performing. And I, I just sort of had I had seen some technology. I'm a bit of a tech guy, and uh, I was very interested in in. Um, holograms and 
just all sorts of visual technology. And I just sort of conceived the idea um, to have a virtual reality display in front of my performances. And within about a month, I had a working prototype and it took another couple months to get it to the point at which it is now, which is um, functionally a hologram that um, is reading me in real time and projects visuals that either I'm manipulating live in tandem with my DJ set or that I cede to my friend uh, and collaborative partner, Devin, uh, to control behind the scenes. And that's, so, I mean, that's the live show, the Unbones live show. So the visuals, like like you said, they're, I want to make sure I'm following you, they're following your actual yes. movement. It's like the... Uh, uh, like Caesar from the Planet of the Apes remake, yeah. or like uh, yeah, Gollum a, or something like it's that. It's a, a depth sensing camera is is reading me and feeding back into a separate visual computer that then syncs with my audio computer. And you, so you set that up yourself? Yes. Okay, so that's that is crazy to me. Like that's <laughs> so beyond just the. And again, I feel like we're slamming DJs. I'm not. No, DJs, yeah, no. But it's nothing so against DJs. The, yeah. like, standard DJ setup. Like you, of course, there's levels as there are to anything. Like yeah. you go up to Skrillex. That's a production. You go yeah. to, you know, like a, like a dive bar DJ. They're not doing that. Right. So, hey, I guess how did you teach yourself that? And be like, what made you think like, man, I kind of want to build this whole other component and make my life infinitely more difficult. <laughs> um, Create way more work for myself than I need to. Yeah, that's a very good question. I still ask myself that pretty much every day. <laughs> um, I would say, I don't know. I just get bored very easily. Um, I, I've always sort of. I've, I'm, I just like to be on the bleeding edge of things in terms of music, in terms of technology. It just fascinates me to, to look at the, the bleeding edge, what, what people are doing that no one else has done before. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's an intersectional discussion, but I sort of looked at where I wanted to be versus what the status quo was and what DJs and current electronic music performers were doing. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I can pull this off. The technology is not that ludicrous. I can like read a couple PDFs and buy a Xbox Connect and figure this out. And yeah, it, it sort of took shape as I was doing it. I, I spent a good chunk of money just like building a computer and doing some stuff, just hoping it would work out. And then it did work out and I was able to improve upon it. So now I'm just kind of rolling with that. That's, I mean, that's insane. That's, <laughs> it's really, really interesting though, because again, I think that it's smart because you almost have to have Gimmick is not the right word. Yeah. That sounds very cheap, but you have to have some kind of enhanced component now yeah, to stand absolutely. out because uh, there's just no shortage. Everything is competing with everything. Yeah, and everyone's a DJ. Everyone's a DJ, but not just in the DJ scene. Like, if you're a DJ, you're competing against people giving a shit about the new Avengers movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, everything that's out there is competing for people's one second of attention. So if yeah. you have that kind of thing and they haven't seen it before, that's really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So something uh, that I'm going to put you on the spot with, and you can totally say no. Um, I, I recently asked this of Taylor Bennett, uh, you know, the Chicago uh, rapper. Uh, we were doing an interview, and he was talking about, like, all these key ways that he was developing his career independently. And I thought it was so interesting that I said, let's do a workshop. We do a lot of workshops with Dynasty Podcasts. And I said, can we do a workshop this year? And he said, yeah, maybe he was just being polite, but I'd like to think that he wants to do that at some point this year. Yeah. Everything you're talking about with the visual construction, dude, I would love to do a live workshop where we could like showcase just all the different ways that artists can build out yeah. this enhanced kind of component. And if you're like, fuck no, I don't <laughs> want to give away my secrets, that's fair. But I don't know, man. I think that'd be so interesting because I think what we're talking about and what you're talking about, it, it's cool on this podcast, but I think like that's something like a room of people would love to see. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, I would love to do that. That'd be okay. that'd be amazing. Um, 
Yeah, I would love to do that. Uh, second of all, I sort of like to make the, dif- the the clarification. I don't consider myself a visual guy at all. Like, I learned this technology just f- to do an idea that I had in my head, and I sort of learned as I went. And now I, I understand this very specific, you know, niche uh, that I think may have, you know, obviously some, it, it's funny, I, I'm not going to say exactly how I do it, but the technology that I'm using is, is pretty simple, pretty, pretty DIY stuff. Just the application of several very basic components has turned it into what it is. And I think that that's important for, for people to see, for other artists to see is like, you can just buy some shit at Home Depot and like make a really interesting live show, you know? But what I think is really interesting about so many artists, and again, I see this teaching at Columbia and just talking to so many people is sometimes somebody will come across like a really cool thing that they do. Yeah. And then I go, oh, man, that's amazing. That's so cool. And they go, oh, it's easy. Yeah. And you're like, that's not easy. <laughs> yeah. It's easy for you because yeah. you know how to do it. Right, yeah. But like for a lot yeah. of people, they would look at what you're describing. And I've, I've, again, seen it on your website. I couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like You're like, well, it's pretty easy. Yeah. But I would not be able to put those tools together independently on my own without right. instruction. Or with yeah. instruction, probably. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's something we can explore this yeah, year, Yeah, absolutely. Man. But, uh Right on. The EP is called Surrender. Surrender, It's got a yes. bunch of great guests on it. It's, it's super catchy. Thank and, you. And uh, what else is coming up for you this year? What have we not talked about? I'm just doing more work. I don't really have anything uh, formal to announce. You know, my EP is going to be up by the end of February. Um, I'm going to have an EP release show for that where you can see the full version of my live show that's yeah. up to date. Um, I'll be announcing that on my social media and stuff. Um, and aside from that, uh, I tend to hibernate a lot. I tend to sort of disappear for a little bit because I... Um, have a very high standard for myself and the work that I put out. I don't want to announce anything prematurely, but um, to anyone that is a fan that is watching, I'm already working on my next project that you probably won't hear about for like another year or so, but <laughs> I'm working on stuff. I'm working with more rappers. I'm working on my own live show. I got a lot of stuff in the oven. So Did yeah. I see on your Twitter that you said something about doing South by Southwest or ah, yes. an idea? No, I will be at South by Southwest this year. Um, Again, no, nothing formal to announce yet, but you know, there's going to be some like little showcases and maybe some branded events if I'm on my corporate sellout game in time. So, dude, corporate we'll sellout game—that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, you gotta gotta pay your bills, <laughs> that's the man. Move now, gotta Absolutely. pay your bills. <laughs> um, I think I'll see you in Austin then. Absolutely. But uh, but Owen Bones, man. Uh, again, the EP is called Surrender. It's going to be out this month um, in February 2016. And dude, again, like I've been seeing your name for a long time. I've been seeing your work for a long time. So I'm so glad that we finally got to actually do this because again you were on my mental list of like i gotta get that guy on at some point it's been he's doing all these things and we haven't <laughs> talked yet so uh thank you so much for coming no, on dude, thank really you appreciate it. thank you for having me and i appreciate it you've been listening to a production of dynasty podcast find more dynasty podcasts at dynastypodcast.com for the dynamic dynasty dynasty descend